0: space bands fascinating um, business um, we we've, we've helped or tried to support you during the last 12 months through through Notwicks and and all the advisory work we do and really enjoyed um working with you and i i mean i i suppose sp- starting point for the audience is yeah i think you created this business from scratch in in sort of early early part of last year as a as a as a reaction to covid and and it's gone on leaps and bounds from what, what I, I i understand so uh, over to you to, to sort of fill people in for starters ron and maybe um it's always good if you if you can give a bit of background on yourself because I, d- I don't think this is your first foray into tech you've you've had a few dalliances for space band so um it'd be good to hear what those are
1: oh yeah um, so, yeah, so I'm Ronan, one of the co-founders of Space Bands. I run the business with my best friend Harry. We're Chartered School Friends, who both had a foundation in business despite our young age. I'm 26, Harry's the same. Uh, prior to Space Bands, I ran two mobile app um, businesses. The first one was an alarm clock when you press snooze, you give money to charity. The second one was a gym routine planner. If you did if you're tracked your phone's location, to your gym routine if your phone wasn't at the gym when you said it would it would give money to charity following that i run a, mar- I run a marketing agency um i run a physical product brand and have helped various businesses in the past with their marketing wow. as well as a consultancy basis okay
0: just just i'll stop you there uh Ronan, because that's quite a lot at a very young age um so when did you start doing all these were you kind of sort of 12 or
2: something <laughs> because
1: I mean, I, I mean, I have, I'd always had an interest in business. I was the the guy who was buying and selling phones at sixteen, fixing the screens and selling them for more, or you know, uh, collecting things, selling them, yeah. or like I, I would never buy myself get, a, t-shirt, I I a T-shirt. I saw the T-shirt I was wearing.
0: Okay, I get it. You were
1: the geezer in the playground. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was Harry. I wasn't quite the geezer. I was uh, the accomplice for Harry in his sweet empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I always had an active. Store, you, sorry, you go. Yes, yeah, so it was always like an active passion of mine, I guess. If you like, yeah. I had somewhat set out the foundations to have my own business from a young age because I had imagined that that was all that I wanted to do. If you like, um, fortunately, my lifestyle post pre space bands even played into that quite nicely. I spent the last seven years traveling the world i'd be in the uk for three months of the year and be abroad for nine months and work essentially from my laptop wherever i was i've lived in japan china indonesia um yeah and I've probably yeah. About 100 countries by and now a true
0: digital nomad i would say yeah one of those one of those millennials <laughs> <laughs> i unfortunately i i think i i was i missed your. i should have been born in your generation because that's my <laughs> how I would have liked to have spent my life. Although I did have a good stint um, when I was at university, pretty much avoiding doing any studying and just (laughs) DJing a lot. And so I I managed to scrape through, I think when I woke up one morning and went to do my finals um, after many many nights in nightclubs around the Southampton and Bournemouth region. Anyhow, less of me, back to you. Um, So um, just on those two businesses that you did create, are they are they sold, gone, still still tinkering with them, There's still revenues coming in? What, what so happens- the mobile
1: apps are both sold to private buyers? Um I sort of let go of those when my passion for them disappeared, I guess if you like. Um it wasn't the case that the businesses were particularly growing at a massive rate. It was more that I just I had run out of steam with them, I'd been pushing them for a certain amount of time and they were still valuable. So I I sold them on. Um, Pre-Space Bands, I was working, as I said, in marketing. I was just a consultant for various people, um, all freelance. And i been building out another physical product, which I have not yet released, um, but it's in, in the pipeline. But that is sort of the foundations for that business for coming pre-Space Bands. Okay. Space Bands home home came alive when Harry sent me a text one morning, sat in my bed with, hey, I think we need to do this one together. I've got a really good idea. And then uh, here we are today.
0: All right so hold, hold that thought because i i i would assume being able to build these businesses you you were you, you were you self-taught in coding or how, how did the sort of How did this all kind of come about? No,
1: so um, I did a a TED Talk a few years ago and spoke about this very topic. So the foundations of all my ideas didn't come from having the skills to do them. It was more that I backed myself to do them and had the time to invest in in the project. So the mobile apps I built with no coding experience. I hired developers. I hired people to help with marketing, graphic designers, and just backed the idea more than anything else until it worked out. Similarly with spacemans, it was Harry and I just believing that the product had a use case, believing there was a market for it, and just taking risks time and time again, and putting the trust in ourselves and our friendship to
2: build it to what it is today. There you go. <laughs> Following Warren Buffett's advice, always, <laughs> always invest in yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that's great. I mean, it's. I think it's his, um, his big Berkshire Hathaway thing. This. Tomorrow, actually, isn't it? I believe so. I think online so. for the first time ever. Anyway, um, well, that's 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 pretty fascinating. And and you know, I suppose if we do move the dial to to space bands, if if people are wondering, okay, what is a space band and, and what what does it do and why did you build it? I suppose is a good entree.
1: Cool. Um, so a space band is. A social distancing device that also stores contact tracing information with the most affordable solution on the market at the moment. And our customers include the likes of the NHS, the MOD, Sony, Panasonic, uh, Travis Perkins. Um, I mean, the list goes on. We've got a, a thousand odd customers at the moment. The business is entirely self funded to date. We ran our own personal savings to zero um, in the early days of the business and just kept taking risks time and time again until the business became profitable. We're still completely self-funded to date, but have turned the revenue of 450000 um, We were completely bootstrapped at the beginning in that we just, everything was done as lean as possible. We would really, really worried about spending £100 on ads because the bank account was a zero, and then now things have changed. But it really was a business that was built from nothing out of our own pocket. Uh, and and do, you, do you have a space band there? In, in... Um, good question. Oh. No, I don't. But my trusty sidekick, who is currently working away, may well pass me one.
2: Now, and, and... <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay.
0: <laughs> there you go so that's the space band and um in essence so these um devices you so if i was sony i would put an order i buy a space band because i want my employees to have one and so when they're in the work environment they are utilizing the benefits of a of space band is that is that kind of how i'm i'm thinking if you're abiding just, by all
2: the social distancing uh, regulations right sure yeah so i
1: mean space band's use case for the most part is employers buying it for their employees to keep their employees safe while they're in the workplace employers have a responsibility to be doing all they can at this time during the pandemic to keep employees safe and space bands are really are the, the best tool to do that staff start ignoring signs tape they ignore Managers telling them to stay distance and when the managers look away, they're, they're not distanced. Space fans give that alert so that you don't have to be giving a reminder continuously. It's a polite beep that tells you, hey, come on, you're not quite at the right distance. This is, the virus is still here. Stay at a safe distance. Then when people do break that um, interference and they come into contact, the device will store that, a record of that data so that if someone has a positive COVID-19 test, you can use that data to make effective decisions on who to self-isolate. And Why do businesses care about doing this? We've had one use case of a customer who was making aeronautical parts. They have 16 employees, but they turn, rev- I think it was like 16 million pound revenue a year. They were big, big budget. Yeah. So his yeah. use case for us when he called me up was that he loved the product and was saying, hey, by keeping my staff in work for two weeks, that production line open, you're probably making me 200, 300K. Mm. Our product's 25 pounds. So it's a no-brainer for him to have spent mm. 25 mm. times. 16, to keep the production line open for two weeks. I mean, that's a small-scale business. On the other side of it, a, a, a big business like so Panasonic may have to self-isolate 100 people on the flesh if someone has a positive case because everyone was working in the same room. But yeah, by using yeah. space fans, they can look through the data and say, actually, this person was only in contact with eight of these people in those last few days. Therefore, I'm only isolating eight and keeping the production line in that whole room open. So the business cost and opportunity
0: cost of doing this is ridiculous which is why i think we've had the success that we've had that's great i suppose at the moment you see you see the news um is i could i could see where you could fit into this with the whole semiconductor you know the whole shortage that everyone's reporting on at the moment the the world the
2: chip, is, chip shortage yeah yeah especially and, for and, automakers yeah
0: yes especially and but i I would add that i should connect you into um a company i know in valdhoven um called asm lithography who you possibly may not have heard them but they are the world's largest producers of the machines so lithography uh machines that make the chips so you have these big huge buildings and uh, huge devices which are well i think well when i was i was i was covering them at at bloomberg and morgan stanley they were i think when i left bloomberg they were at it's 60 or 70 million euros to build one of these things i think it's maybe even double that now but they obviously actually you know they create the wafers that obviously all of the the texas instruments and all the different so and i just remember their their um their factory being exactly that it was each, you know, when used to be, I used to take investors to site visits uh, and you go, you put in all the, you know, the garb, you know, you'd have to have no dust on you and each of the um, machines and the different bits of the machines were being built in different units of the, you know, in different rooms. So effectively, you know, I don't know what the situation is in in Holland at the moment with with COVID. I imagine it. They may. You don't really hear about COVID unless it's really bad, do you? So it's kind yeah, of like exactly. oh, it's India's turn this this week, and which is very sad, obviously. Um, but I haven't heard much from Holland. But I mean, definitely, I could see exactly where your device would fit into a sort of industrial technology manufacturer. That yeah, I mean, and to be, to be honest, doesn't for the yeah, it doesn't want that breakdown in the supply chain or the food chain, which, you know, because obviously we need to build more of these machines to build more chips at the moment mm-hmm. to, you know, to so that'd be that's uh, that's Chris's commercial tip
1: of the yeah. So um, And they're great because they, for the most part, our customers at the moment are manufacturers, food producers, logistics companies, those companies that just can't stay put, they can't close during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. move forward, the tire of the market just... Opens up in a completely different way. Like social distancing will be in play in various industries moving forward, whether that's for the common, the pandemic we have now, or for variants coming out, or for the common flu in the winter months. People will socially distance just as a as a norm, if you like. Not that it's going to happen every single day, but yeah. businesses are preparing themselves for both now and the future by using technology like ours.
0: Yeah, and and, and I, I suppose that's the na- next question is you know do, does this as a as a product have that longevity of, of, of life really or, or do you think is maybe pandemics go away three years five years I, I'm, I'm curious what would be the next iterations of space
1: bands Yes, it's a very, very good question it's come somewhat at the right time um, and this is all unreleased, actually the first time we've spoken about it publicly, but the whole business is taking a pivot at the moment, we're still staying within social distancing wearables, but we started development back in September of last year on product two, uh, which gives Spacebands are use case, not just for social distancing. The device prepares businesses for social distancing when they need to implement it on a daily basis, perhaps, but also has a use case day-to-day in the workplace for a variety of other features without having to use the social distancing at all. But when someone needs to use social distancing, for example, when common flu is around in December, they can simply turn it on on their watch in the same way you can turn on or off head-on on your Apple Watch. So <laughs> space bands are moving into a workplace safety space we're looking at. I'm not sure I can quite disclose the features just yet, um, but we're we're looking at it as a device which has 16 features, um, which all work in various sectors, which can be turned off and on as per the workplace desire, while still having this social distancing rhetoric behind the whole product because we are one of the market leaders in that space at the moment.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say is, is is this a growing market then?
1: completely i mean harvard university said themselves back at the beginning of our business that social distancing will be in play until at least 2023 that's still apparent today regardless of the vaccine being rolled out here in the uk we're one of the first countries to get this vaccine rollout at widespread and even so moving forward it's not going to be a worldwide vaccine rollout until 2022 per se and who's to know that another variant doesn't come out or businesses won't want to be prepared for the sake of insurance and so on or other pandemics and other viruses and other viral infections that will come about.
2: Yeah, I mean in yeah. loads of places in the world, you know, you get Ebola outbreaks all the time, or even the bubonic plague is still around in, sure. in a few countries around the world. I mean, so having something like that, but then plus sixteen other features for workplace safety, I think is a great thing to have. Sure. And I mean we've had use cases of cruise ships being held in docks months and months for neurovirus.
1: That's yeah. a viral infection, but we are. Technology can stop that from spreading across the, across the ship, therefore saving cruise liners millions of pounds when they're being docked and can't be hi- housing visitors.
2: Neurovirus so is uh, neurovirus is usually um food poisoning, right? For that's like the layman term of it. <laughs> it's it's, sp- it's spread it spreads though. Yeah, so yeah. You could- but I mean, yeah. I think that's what most people think of when they think of neuroviruses. Right, yeah. Oh, I got food poisoning, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, in essence, if, if any cruise liners uh, or, or cruise companies are, are listening or watching, essentially, space bands could be that as you go on board, you get given your space band, and that could be, you know, it's an extra layer of protection, I suppose, against neuroviruses or, or COVID whilst you're on that particular cruise because i obviously I, i'm at, as we well know travel has been <laughs> decimated as a, as an industry and I, I think as more people look to i think go to those countries that are on is it the green list i believe um or cruise to the green list um countries that that would be a really good commercial Opportunity.
1: Sure.
2: I think yeah, I mean, cruises having, are restarting in May, actually, here, yeah, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, we're, we're having those conversations already. People have already been speaking to companies in Greece who are looking to open up in May in a couple of weeks' time, with yeah. using our product. Like, the space bands also have great spec in the likes of cruise liners because we can group devices together. So if a coming on board, for example, and they're wearing space bands, you can put them in a bubble. Their devices won't alert or contact trace with each other, but if someone breaks that bubble, it contact traces, so it doesn't become annoying when you're hanging out with your friends because you could be in a bubble of 6, 10, 20, 30 people who are all people that you know and love and spend time with, but the second someone outside of that circle, be it a staff member or a guest, comes into play, there's contact tracing and there's social distancing that pops in and there's an alert. So it's almost a perfect use case for the product. We didn't quite scope it out and we building out space bands in the early days, but the, the, our, our reach out to this market has come as a result of organic traffic that's come to us and said hey look your product's perfect for this sector and therefore they're, they're soon becoming our target market yeah,
0: yeah. and
1: and, and I suppose
0: the um you know is, is that are they hotels in greece that have contacted you or is it is it they're is cruise what? liners directly cruise companies i was thinking like hotels nightclubs I mean, nightclubs probably—you know—lots of people get drunk, don't they? So perhaps we've been—we've been used <laughs> already just... at nightclub events.
1: In I don't... right, we've been used already inside no. nightclubs. We've also been used in the event space. We're using in TV production. ITV are using them on their shows. Netflix have we some. We're, we're, so yeah, there's there's so many sectors for it. We're just touching the surface by saying our use case ideally is manufacturing. There's a variety of sectors we're selling into. It's not just a, a one-trip pony, if you like
0: how are you keeping up on the production uh, or manufacture of the actual product itself? Is that proving to be challenging with, obviously, having um, to China, the freight prices, the, the,
1: the, you know, how's that panned out? No, we're completely set to scale. I think because we had foundation in business before, we we didn't look at it as a take orders, take, supply, take all the state supply, we were set the scale from the off, we have a variety of factories who can make our devices, who are all signed under, under our um, agreements, so we was set the scale, we could put, we could roll out. 500 devices to the MOD tomorrow if they make that decision. We can similarly we could roll out 10 devices to the shop down the road. It's we're set for scale. It's not really a problem. It's it's so like usually, we at getting government contracts in the early days, so as a result, that was a question that would come up time and time again. So Ronan,
0: explain that a bit more. So you just you, you you kind of have processes at different manufacturers. You can turn them on and turn them off, and they can build and deliver very quickly is that that how people should think? Yeah, that? sure
1: so we hold stock here in the uk but we also have suppliers um worldwide we use one primary supplier but we have a variety of other suppliers that we can go to as an overflow should we require it because we were going after these high demand um, sectors we were looking at uh, in the very very early days selling it to schools which means overnight we could have had an order of 25 million or something just overnight so we knew, knew we needed to have supply chain set for like, if that was to happen and therefore we contacted all the right people did our due diligence at the time to make sure that we were fine for scoping out something like that
2: And i guess that's as well those different manufacturers had different batch size minimums and that sort of thing and that's why you can scale up on demand sure yeah exactly And I mean, the same applies
1: to the new product. The new product has lots of the same technology inside it as the original product, just a little bit more of a complex offering rather than just the simple social distancing alert with contact tracing. So, the same use case and same business strategy applies.
0: Hmm. And there's been no Brexit impact here.
1: Not really, to be perfectly honest. We're selling worldwide and have done from our early days. I mean, we've got customers in about 30 countries at this point in time, across plus five continents. We've had some shipping delays when we had uh, we were in both ITV and BBC back in November of last year. Martin Lewis from the Money Saving Expert also spoke about us all in the same week. Oh, and wow. Yes, I was, as I was saying, we were set for scale, but we didn't quite see a d- demand surge like that. All of a sudden, the, the website was getting tens of thousands of visitors every hour. So, did the website crash, or
2: did you manage to keep didn't that crash, didn't hey. crash. Didn't crash. Trust the website. There you um, go. Website was but, built for scale as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, the reason I
1: mentioned that is that I completely lost my train of thought here. Um,
0: um, Lewis.
1: and the. The shipping? Sorry, yeah, yeah. So in in that case, we had a four-week delay of some of the orders that were coming out. But even so, four-week delay to some businesses is manageable. It's only because our product is such an urgent use case that most people who are buying it are buying it because they've had a positive outbreak and realize they weren't prepared for it. So most people want their devices yesterday. Because we hold stock here in the UK, we always work on a next day service and pride ourselves in that for 99% of our orders. And as a result, we get a call. For example, we had a call from a TV production house last week. who needed to buy 450 devices. They paid for them at 5 o'clock. They had them at 9 a.m. the next day. Um, So we pride ourselves in that next day service. But The max delay we've had on orders has been about four
2: weeks throughout the whole life cycle of the business. I thought you were going to say that you experienced some delays during the Suez Canal, but it sounds like you managed to avoid that <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> no, we managed, yeah, we managed
0: that. Now, I remember originally when we first talked, um, both, both you know, you you and Harry telling me um, that you, the focus was more schools at that point. And, and I, I suppose you sort of just demand, decreed that, industry and manufacturers were were more uh, the right market than than schools I mean what what happened there did did that that marketplace just you just thought it's not really building let's just, just sell elsewhere
1: yeah so it was a funny one the reason space bands came to life in the first place was that we believed that the devices would help school children keep distance whilst not being too intrusive and too uh, much of an annoyance for teachers having to tell kids to stay apart. Like it sounds very black mirror, but that was the use case for the product in its first case. So we we went down that whole route that we built the product in its current form. If you will see on the website, all of our devices are colorful. They're bright, they're kind of the logo is quite fun because the branding was around schools and going into schools. We wanted to make it space bands with a little space orbit logo because school kids would wear them and it wouldn't be quite as much of a struggle. But if the device was Very techy and very it just looked, it didn't look fun and it wasn't in fun colours. But that being said, we tried to sell into these schools. We contacted Parliament, we contacted private schools, we had um, inquiries from the likes of Eton and Wellington College. But even at that top, top level, price was prohibitive. Our devices are the most affordable on the market, we're a third of the price of the nearest competitor. We're working as close to cost price as we can while still having a margin in it for us. But schools just could not afford to pay £25 a pupil or £25 a member of staff. Yeah. With with that being said, all of our ads we were running on devices, contact tracing devices and so on, we were getting traffic from manufacturers, food producers, logistics companies saying, hey, like I can see your product, I, I want to buy this, can I buy it for my use case? This is what we're doing with this factory, making this, this and this. And then we realised that we were really onto something, and so overnight we pivoted. um, We changed the branding a little bit. It still has that same space and somewhat childlike feel, although that wasn't the intention really. Mm. But our focus now lies in B two B sales, and we completely, somewhat, left schools alone because it just wasn't, it just didn't work out. We tested the market. We tried. We did our best. But without, we really it was either going to be a case that we would get all 25,000 schools in the UK or we would get none of them. So
2: we dropped it and pivoted. And fortunately, that paid off. The mark of an experienced entrepreneur. Um, is the design going to change in uh, version 2.0 with the extra features? Are you also doing a brand refresh and kind of uh, to reflect your, your new customer market?
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. You're on the the money completely. The device changes. It's actually a two-part device. Um, I won't go into that in more detail, but there's there's two sections to it, if you like. It still follows the same key pillars of our brand, still simplicity, still affordability, and have I forgotten the third pillar? (laughs) 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 we have been building out of deck for the last few weeks. Um, Simplicity.
0: Harry, what's the third pillar? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Harry's disappeared. He's had a customer call. He's right okay. the room. <laughs> All right. When it comes to you, let us know. But I would, I
0: would say, um, you know, there is a similarity and look and feel to this, this lovely device. And I, I'm curious because obviously I love great innovation startups, brilliant people like you coming up, building, creating. And, and really taking a business as far as you, you can can take it and, and the technology as far as you can take it, that, you know, it, necess- it, it, it necessitates the thought of, okay, a space band or the technology could be quite novel for this type of thing. Going forward, you would assume. So I, I'm just leading you into the classic be an exit potentially with this business? Do you think to make a major um wearables tech company? <laughs> the words right out. Of it.
1: Interesting, interesting. So we've been drawing up our forecasts and stuff recently, um but that's for an exit at this point in time, yeah, it's that's not really worth commenting until we, we finalize the exact strategy we're going with. But on note of say implementing the technology inside. A Apple Watch, for example, it, the use case doesn't really apply because the whole vision of Space Bands is that we don't track data on a personal level, there's a complete anonymity to the entire device. Devices will just tell you that device number one has been in contact with device number two. It won't tell you that Chris has been in contact with Ronan or Anthony has been in contact with Chris. It just tells that device number one has been in contact with two, device number three has been in contact with one. Yeah. It's, it's up to the company to decide if they want to log that Chris owns device number one and
2: Werner owns device number two, and they can keep that all at their side without having us as a yeah. third party. By the way, all those identities are siloed between the companies because exactly. they're not sharing to each other, et cetera. Exactly. If it was Apple, it would all be centralized. Sure. So exactly, if you used it with Apple, it would know from the off that you had that
1: device. Yeah. And then if that's the case, staff won't wear the devices because staff don't want to have intrusion on their data. So therefore, that's why we keep winning time and time again when we go up against competition, because we have anonymity throughout the entire process, but yet the data is there so that you can make effective decisions for it. If you, re- if you decide to just keep a simple Excel spreadsheet at your side to say that you own device number one, I own device number two, someone else owns device number three. Mm. So That's the use case of being implemented inside something like a Samsung watch and Apple watch doesn't really apply. That being said, an exit where a company like that could take it over still using that anonymity, it, w- it would work completely 100%. And we built the product as mm product rather than a business built around myself and Harry's personalities because inevitably the business has to have an exit at some point in time or a partnership or something but the the product on it stands still on its own by having that not the data-driven approach without without using any sense of someone else's personal data and the same applies for our future product that was the third <laughs> the third pillar of the brand we know
2: <laughs> there you go
1: circle. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um so yeah i mean we we don't know what the future holds um we're going to go through a funding round very very soon Mm -hmm. so it's a a great time to be in contact Mm -hmm. we're looking at a raise of about 600k um we're fairly sure but as for an exit at this point in time like we've talked about it of course but i can't lock something in because we're still finalizing numbers and strategy and exactly what we want the business to achieve in terms of goals both short term and long term and where, where we want to go with it. I mean, in the short term for the current business, we've already hired our first employee um, who's working with us now. We're looking to hire another five in the next few months. Um, yeah, we're looking at a revenue of about 8.6 mil in year three. Um, but yeah, these are all working numbers. Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, um, I suppose, going, oh, well, we, we may need to log back in in, in a sec, but um, I'm. I think the next question for me would be what you've experienced with your work with the NHS because there does seem to be a bit of a theme appearing when uh, Anthony, Paolo and myself, um, we we meet what would be termed health tech companies that apparently Covid has massively accelerated their adoption in the nhs or in other areas and then you just dig beneath the surface and it kind of hasn't and it's 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 i think a lot of investors are finding and i don't i'm not really applying this to space bands but um i'm just it's more a point on the nhs that they've taken a lot of Technologies on on trial type basis bases and or bases. And I can't say the word bases. Um, and um it's almost like now, as the tide has has gone come, gone back out, the some of these founders, unfortunately, who were preaching, "Oh yeah, we're in. We've cracked the NHS," and mm. you know, it was a, it was you know not even a paid pilot with some of these companies. um It's not quite less- sticking. Yeah, they've been left with their trousers down as as the tide comes out. So just sort of, uh, yeah, i think interested on on NHS views, if if we can maybe take it, carry on, carry on now.
1: Yeah, well, I don't want to delve too much into it, but I'm happy to share some information, of course. But our, our business strategy isn't based around getting those contracts and winning one, two, three of those contracts to be able to hit our revenue goals. They're effectively just an, another customer, if you like, of ours. It's not that that's our primary focus to get a use case like that. They are a paying customer of ours, um, but we're currently before a wide, wide rollout. We're awaiting government guidance on people returning to offices because the device can't be used by clinical um, people. Because it's a wearable device, naturally, you can't wear a watch if you're a doctor because there's bacteria that collects around that watch.
2: Yeah,
1: you're means, not taking uh, space like, bands into the OR. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But that being said, people are using them within hospitals and within different areas, NHS sectors who aren't working in a clinical position. I'm not too sure quite how far I can delve into it, just for the sake of confidentiality on both our side and their side. And I wouldn't yeah. want to go against anything that was set in place. There's more of a contact there than I am. But it, yeah, it's not like our whole business is built around contracts and we don't use that as a use case. We're, like, oh, we're all working with them and that's, that's it. It's just for us. Do you I think really there's touch, a difference
2: yeah. as well between. Being a hardware vendor and being a software vendor, which you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but most of the people that we've met with that fell into that bucket were more trying to sell software licenses rather than a hardware type of product that has a software component. Yeah, that's
0: that's true. Uh, I think I agree with you there, Anthony. Okay, but that's that's interesting what you said said there, Ronan, because you know it's um, yeah. I think we, we're going to see probably in the second half, not obviously in the space band story but in other health tech businesses there could be some casualties unfortunately from
1: uh, from i think a lot of those businesses also centralize themselves around winning those contracts and that's sort of the be all or end all Mm. whereas for us like yes we'd love to supply the nhs yes that's a fantastic contract we're doing what we can to to win more and more of them it's we're not building the business around getting those because then you're almost setting up to fail if just one person decides they don't like you
0: okay for a man of such young years you have had some great successes and I suppose the area we always like to delve into on this podcast is the tips or the sharing of, of, of how you you feel you've been able to achieve the goals that you've attained so um, I suppose we, we could call it Ronan's top tips um, but Wow, let's let's do that and um I just wondered what they'd be
1: okay um ooh, good question I think very early on I learned that I didn't know everything and I was content with the fact that I didn't know everything I'm happy to tell people that I'm wrong or that I don't know how to do something and that's paid into my played played well for me I think the fact that I'm young also means that some people made that assumption before they even know that that's the case so it's people will give advice or help with certain parts of the product that maybe other businesses, they wouldn't even ask if they wanted assistance in that field. Similarly, I on a somewhat contradicting note, I back myself probably more than the next person does, which I don't mean to come across arrogant, but if I think something's a good idea, I put trust in the fact that I'm right in the fact that that's a good idea. But if if someone tells me hey you might think that's a great idea but that whole marketing strategy is wrong I'm happy to pivot and change which is why it works and the reason I think space plans has been successful is that Harry and I share that same mentality if anything Harry probably backs himself more than I do but if I tell Harry he's wrong Harry admits he's wrong if Harry tells me I'm wrong he admits he's wrong that. That plays into our fortune time and time again, albeit with customers who say that the device isn't working and it needs to have a better grouping feature rather than us trying to tell them, oh, well, the grouping's perfect. We look at changing it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's happened with government guidance. It's, happened, it's, it's, it's just it's just really played into our advantage. Similarly, yeah. we ask for advice time and time again. We're on various consultancy programs with the likes of Business West with the likes of the West of england Growth Hub because we've asked for help where other people might decide that they just know how to do it because they've done it again. Like I've been in business in various different sectors. I've helped different businesses with their marketing in various different sectors. But yet still, I'm a 25-year-old guy. I'm never 20, 25, 26. <laughs> I'm never going to know everything. So that, yeah, I think that, that's probably both the ability to back myself, but also the ability to tell people that I don't know.
2: Yeah, knowing when to push and when to take on new information and maybe make a change, I think, is a, a key skill in business that a lot of people haven't perfected. So <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a good thing to do at this, uh, this young age.
0: I I to to we, 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 I could we could term what you've just said as part of the founder's creed, I think, mm. is, is it—it's step number one. I think the other thing that... I've, I've picked up through talking to you and today and in, in the past is that you're very much um, you're very you have a great chemistry both as as co-founders. Would you say that it, it, it's probably better for any founders out there to think about doing this with another person? It's it's is it easier? Is it something you potentially you know, always possibly suggest because it seems to me that most of the businesses that do really succeed are where there's two or maybe three founders, and 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 a sole founder, it can be tough. And I'm just curious, what your your perspectives
1: are there? Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. I think it, it's all about finding the right person for both skill set and personality, also. We we benefited because Harry had a footing in sales prior, so we haven't spoke much about Harry in this podcast, but Harry prior to this had a small um, startup based in food waste. Um, and then he also worked for two different startups in FMCG Goods and just sort of knew how to build out a sales strategy. I didn't have that background because I had that operational and marketing background, also the software development, if we're going to really open up the can of worms. But those skills... Grew hand in hand and the fact we've known each other for so long and had that trust before we stepped into business just meant that it worked out i mean similarly we didn't realize our business was going to grow quite as quickly as it did and just having someone to bounce off when it's nine o'clock in the night and you're packing orders it's like you just couldn't do it on your own it's stressful enough as it is but it's better when you come into work and someone makes a joke although you're exhausted because it just yeah it just makes it all that much more manageable
0: now, if i'm right in this this assumption i believe you, you you're based you're based in bristol and i think you the office is also your home um and you and ha- uh, harry live in the same home as the same office that's correct is it that's correct so that when... is, if i'm an investor that's exactly what i want to hear
1: because
0: <laughs> so cost effective and and a really you know it shows you are so driven and and so committed to this um you know i i i I, I, for me that's a big thumbs up so any investors listening there you go (laughs) um so and then i i suppose you know we we're drawing towards the end of the the show um really enjoyed talking to you as always rodan um you know, living in this uh, work sp- workspace stroke home space that you you have currently, do, do you guys ever get away from space bands? Or was it yeah. kind, of, kind of you know? Do you relax, or do you, do you, do? You, what, what do you get up to?
1: Um, okay, uh, do we ever get away from space pants? We used to have a space pants jar in the kitchen that our girlfriends held us to. Um, <laughs> but oh yeah we do we do it's, it's more now the relaxing times coming in than for sort of four or five months it was seven days a week late nights all over the place but now things are starting to slow down a little bit in the uk we're starting to target um, international markets and starting to translate ads and websites and so on to move across the board and across the world with the product but we do we do still relax of course but inevitably given We live together, the relaxing time is also spent together.
0: Can I I also ask you're hiring new people, is part of the job CV that you also have to move into one of the rooms. In
2: the (laughs) yeah, you're allocated sleeping bag A, you're allocated sleeping bag B, (laughs) which is all in the office, it's one by one. We've got bunk beds that are in the corner.
1: Um, no, so we've, we've already been approved for an office space in an, an accelerator in oh. Bristol. It's the um, best performing accelerator in Europe. Right. We've we, set, set that which, up because we... Say that again, sorry? Which one's that, sorry? Uh, set squared? Oh, yes. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've already been approved on that program. As we've had to do interviews a couple of months ago and have taken various training programs and stuff with them to sort of set a foundation so that we get the approval. Um, And on note of that, we have an office space that we can move into when we look to hire these five members of staff in the coming months. Uh, The guy who's working with us at the moment just comes and works here from the the home office. Um, (laughs) The home office from the at-home office.
2: (laughs) He goes goes
1: home at the end of the day. (laughs) He goes home at the end of the day, exactly. (laughs) Uh, End of the day being 4am after he's slept in his bunk bed for a few hours. Yes. <laughs> and and recited the space band yeah Bible the creed in, in <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the other <and> brainwashed <laughs> yeah. okay and then um, I, so I one one ending question that we we have here um, which is a bit nosy and Anthony and I have made it our signature way of ending our our podcast is pop it onto bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's 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 more like what are you watching yeah. on Netflix or any of the streaming shows? Are, are you are you a, are you kind of followers of anything in particular that?
1: Uh, good any, question. I mean, as for free time, if I didn't. The TV sort of disappeared from my life for a little while. Mm-hmm. I'm a big documentary head. So if I'm ever going to watch TV, it's document either documentaries or like nature shows. But yeah, I don't know if I have a series at the moment, to be perfectly honest with you. A lot of my time spent not doing space fans is spent learning about skills that will either develop the business or a businesses in similar fields. So yeah, it makes me sound a bit sad as a young guy, but it's either spent socialising with friends or upskilling.
0: Yeah, well that's, that's a good enough answer. I mean, I just actually just came to me that, um, is it the lady at Set Square, is it Rosie?
1: you do um a good question i haven't spoke to rosie yet our contact is a guy called jack okay. but i'm assuming there's multiple people yeah, they, we, they, we they haven't actually started good. there formally yet because we're still yeah. working at home but we're looking to set up there sort of in the next month
2: okay
0: you're in good hands because i think those um uh, well i was listening to the um, silicon gorge um uh, like cohort presentation yesterday that rosie was a judge on and yeah really impressive i mean I, I mean as as anthony knows and i think some of the viewers know we're big fans of the whole bristol southwest scene you know not wix has been supporting it for oh good god another six seven years and and some great companies and you're in a great great space and um, yeah it's you know, quite a big house there we i mean that's
1: we we were aware I was there but for my previous businesses we didn't need to go down the accelerator route yeah but yeah it's, it's sort of opening up the, it kind of works by getting into that space we've just been nominated as one of the top five new businesses in the city um through the best bristol Like business awards so we're hoping that's a winner for the sake of PR in the, in the coming months it was actually the, yeah but hopefully we'll yeah the awards Um
0: prizes basically and, exactly uh, money, you, <laughs> know, so the, you know it's it's all part of the process of building that that business moving forward so well done and look i've really enjoyed catching up ronan um anthony i don't know if you've got any last burning questions for ronan. no
2: excited to hear more about uh space bands 2.0 when when the uh the new product is unveiled
1: yeah. yeah i mean it's probably coming very soon to be honest it's been a lot of work scenes for the last seven eight months whilst managing the current product mm-hmm. but it's almost ready for launch phase. So we're about two months away from the product finishing development well
2: completely. let us know and if you know there's a link to the website where we can feature it let us know and we'll put it on the page with the podcast yeah. so that yeah, people sure. listening to this by the time it comes out <laughs> will be able to click and look yep. perfect okay. Yeah, I All right. do that.
1: great
0: have a lovely weekend enjoy the bank holiday um, thank you take some time out
2: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, settle down with a nice documentary. <laughs> Take care, mate. Take care. Thanks. Okay, okay. Thank you both of you.